listening to Beyond the Game. I love you guys. love the program. You're already famous in Rochester, but watch out, world. It's a faith-based sports radio program. That's the dumbest thing I could think of. I love everything about it. The, the beards, the handshakes. That just means I'm never leaving my kids alone with you. The ladies are digging my sweet bass. We would be honored if you would join us. Along with Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. Welcome in, everybody, to the Beyond the Game program, talking sports from a faith-based point of view. BTGprogram.com or at BTGprogram at Sports Talk without all the trash talk. We hope you come away encouraged after spending the next half an hour or so with us. Coming to you from Rochester, New York, we record the program in the BTG studio, but you know you can get the show wherever it is that you are. And this week we say a special hello and thank you to St. Charles, Missouri, one of the many places to download last week's program. Welcome in and thanks again for listening there in St. Charles, a suburb of St. Louis. St. Charles is a home of the very funny comedian and songwriter Tim Hawkins, oh. former Major League pitcher Mark Burley, born in St. Charles, played for several Major League teams. I can remember the White Sox most mm-hmm. prominently. Blue Jays. Tied a record. Threw over 200 innings in 14 straight seasons. People don't realize he was a he was a workhorse yeah. of a pitcher. I don't think we'll ever see that done again. He tossed both a no hitter and a perfect game, and I remember especially the perfect game, of course, because his wife arranged for Orange County Choppers to make a custom motorcycle to to commemorate perfect game. Pretty cool. Thanks again for listening in St. Charles, Missouri. Of course, wherever it is that you're listening from, we thank you as well. Zach, why don't you kick off this week's show with your shenanigans statements? All right, number one, Major League Baseball Players Association President Tony Clark says he suggested that Major League Baseball do away with the draft because it, quote, inherently limits opportunities for entry into the game, end quote. Truth or shenanigans, baseball should eliminate the draft. I say shenanigans. I I mean, I suppose it does limit entry, but it also prevents the big money clubs from signing all the top players, and it gives struggling teams an opportunity to get back on track by getting those better, getting first crack at those better players. I must be missing something. I don't know why he would suggest that. He's got to have a plan for how are you going to accommodate those bottom-dwelling teams? I mean, there is such things as undrafted free agents, mm-hmm. you know, but those aren't ne- going to typically be your better players. But the draft, I, I think it's necessary to keep things fair. Now, if you want to have a discussion about maybe reducing the amount of rounds so that there's more available uh, undrafted free agents, well, that's a discussion for another time, I think. But I, I say mm-hmm. shenanigans. No, we need it. I agree with you. Uh, shenanigans to this. I, look, if you get rid of the draft, Unless you come up with a better system to replace it, which I would be hard-pressed to figure out what that system would be, you're looking at undoing all of the gains that Major League Baseball has made in terms of checks and balances, right? You're going back to a day when the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, etc. have everyone that they want to have because they can outspend everyone else. Like you said, having the draft, I don't want to say rewards, but it helps the bad teams, the Miami Marlins, if you will, the teams that have torn it down to the studs, are trying to get better, but they're at the bottom right now. Those teams aren't getting back to the top unless they have the draft. So I'm going to say shenanigans. Number two, Astros outfielder Jake Marisnik deserves his two-game suspension for running over Angels catcher Jonathan Lucroy in a play at the plate. 
I want to hear what you think, because I saw your tweets right afterwards, and you were pretty fired up about it. So I'm wondering if you've changed your opinion or how you feel. I'm less fired up about it because I have seen what Marisnik had to say about it and then rewatched the video. Uh, he said he was trying to go in, to go for the outside corner of the base and tried to avoid Lucroy, but it was happening too fast or whatever. And that that's probably true. You can see him kind of shimmy his shoulders yep. at the last minute. I think he is trying to avoid what occurred, but at the same time, he gave Luke Roy a concussion and a broken nose. It was a really ugly collision. I think maybe two games is probably fine. Had I, If I was convinced he'd done it on purpose, I would say two games was not enough because you're messing with somebody's brain here. But I think maybe the bigger discussion is should we do away with headfirst slides altogether? I suspected you may have softened your opinion, which is why I said what I said. And I agree that he should be suspended because you, at the end of the day, you did lead with the head, shoulder, whatever it is. I don't think the play was dirty. I think his remorse in the aftermath was genuine, but he did lead shoulder first. The throw was up the line, was into the runner. I sort of think the collision was inevitable. And you mm-hmm. know, Zach, how often I, I have said, it's nuts to be allowed to truck the catcher, but not yeah. other players. Look, the catchers don't have a lot of protection. If you think that that chest pad is going to save them when being trucked from runner down the line, mm-hmm. not a chance. I will say the little bit, the helmet that he had on probably helped them. I would think <laughs> I, so. You know, thank goodness he had that. So, I mean, there was some protection there, but he certainly didn't have enough. Uh, I, I'm glad they changed the rules. You know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes collisions are just going to happen as part of the game. It's yeah. just what, you know, you can't avoid it. This was unfortunate, but the suspension is appropriate because sliding head first, shoulder first, whatever, was a bad choice, and you injured a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, you made a bad choice. You might, you know, you might be driving down the road 85 miles an hour. Maybe you're not paying attention. Maybe you didn't realize because you got that very expensive car, and you're going 85 and it's going so smooth. But at the end of the day, you're going 85. Mm-hmm. You're still going to get the ticket, and you earned it. Yep, agreed. Number three, sticking with the Astros. Astros pitcher Garrett Cole had harsh words this week, calling out half of MLB teams for tanking. The fact of the matter is, Cole is right. No, shenanigans. You know, there isn't enough reward in baseball for tanking. It, it simply takes too long yeah. to turn it around. Even the most impactful draftees are several years away. And look, I know the Astros, the Cubs, others have turned around their fortunes through the draft, but I don't believe it was tanking. I don't believe it was losing on purpose because it just takes too long. It's a process. You might be a team that needs that help. You might be one of those bottom dwellers. You break it down, you're going to start rebuilding. Losing is going to happen. That doesn't mean it's intentional. You know, it's not like the NBA or the NFL or the NHL where, man, if you tank and you get that one player, it can turn around your fortunes Mm -hmm. pretty quick. That's not the way it is in baseball. Absolutely. I say shenanigans as well for the mostly for the reason that when you draft a player in Major League Baseball, say you tank, you get the number one pick. You're not going to see that kid on your Major League roster for probably two, more likely three to four years. 
There's a lot of development that has to happen. It is far from a sure thing that that kid will pan out. If you're tanking in the NBA or in the NHL or the NFL, there's a pretty good chance that number one pick is going to be a difference maker for you in a matter of months. Not so in baseball. You also look at the fact that a lot of the teams that are really bad right now are not so much bad because they're attempting to lose, but because they're attempting to reset their payroll, get rid of the big contracts, get cheap contracts, infuse the the organization with youth. So it's not so much trying to lose games as trying to shed contracts. And I do think there's a big difference. The percentage of players who actually get to the big leagues Mm -hmm. is minimal. You know, so even not only are you waiting three to four years, you may not see them at all. The Danielle Downey Credit Union Classic is coming up next week here in Rochester at the Brooklyn Country Club. It happens July 18th to 21st. And coming up after the break, we'll talk with women's professional golfer Taylor Totlin, who's coming off the best stretch of her career since turning pro. We'll talk with her about her career and about her faith. That's coming up next, so stick with us. I'm Benson. He's Barletta. This is the Beyond the Game program. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him. You can't even see the top of that thing! Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. If you know a high school athlete looking to become their best self, think Roberts Wesleyan College. Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts. We recently won six conference titles. Our teams have made three NCAA national championship appearances, and 96 student athletes were named East Coast All-Conference. And Roberts has the only NCAA Division II program in Greater Rochester. Tell the athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. Welcome back into the Beyond the Game program. So nice to have you along. I'm Benson. He's Barletta. And joining us now via the BTG phone line is Taylor Totland. Taylor's a professional golfer. She competes on the Symmetra Tour, which has a stop here in Rochester at the Brooklyn Country Club next weekend, July 18th through the 21st. Taylor, it's a pleasure to spend a few minutes with you. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Our community here in Rochester, Taylor, has supported women's professional golf for many, many years. And I know, of course, some tour stops have more meaning to players and say some others. Anything significant for you competing here in Western New York? We love coming to Rochester, and I'm from New Jersey, so it kind of feels a little bit like home. It's about six hours away. Um, But it's also really neat to see how much the community rallies around this event. And a lot of the girls like to play in tournaments with the big community influence and Rochester I think is one of the best that we see on tour so it's really neat to have everyone come out and watch and support the event so we all love coming out there. The month of June seemed as though it was a pretty good month for you perhaps your best since turning pro a couple of top 25 finishes mixed in there how are you feeling about your game and where it's at as you head our way and is there something in particular you're focusing on in preparation for Brook Lee? Yeah thanks um June was a pretty good month um I've just been trying to kind of think less out there if that makes sense so I'm not taking any practice swings I'm just going up and hitting the ball and trying to get my head out of the way 
Um, so I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and staying relaxed, heading over to Berkeley, and hopefully I continue to play well. Obviously, the goal for a lady golfer is to be competing in the LPGA. The Symmetra Tour is an LPGA qualifying circuit. Do you find it to be a challenge keeping focused on competing on one tour all the while hoping to be playing on another? I don't know if I would call it a challenge. I mean, it's definitely something you think about a lot. Um, but if you do the day-to-day things right on the semester floor, you know eventually you're going to get to the LPGA. So just kind of staying in the present and focusing on what you're doing now. And hopefully our, all of your hard work will be paying off in the long run. Sure. We're talking with Taylor Totland, professional golfer on the Symmetra Tour. You can see Taylor and all the other tour players competing at the Danielle Downey Credit Union Classic at Brooklyn Country Club July 18th to 21st. Taylor, you had a successful college career at Furman University. And from just one glance at your Twitter account, which, by the way, is at Taylor Totland, one can see how passionate you are. Uh, not only for golf, but for the school and, and its golf program. Is there any particular memory playing for Furman that you are most fond of? Oh, wow. I had so many good memories at Furman. Um, loved my time there. I was really blessed to be surrounded by great coaches and great teammates. Um, but probably my favorite memory was my sophomore year. So we had a good program throughout my time there. But this event in particular is kind of when it turned the table for our team, and we got really, really good. So we won our home event by 22 shots, and it was in mm. September, and that was kind of the first win, the big win the program's had in a while. So to win by that, beating a bunch of Power 5 schools, and to do it, you know, at your school, on your home course, with all of our family and friends around, was really memorable for everyone. How old were you when you first started playing golf, and when did you realize that, hey, I'm pretty good at this, and maybe I want to do this thing for a living? I was five when I started playing golf. My dad took me out to the range, and I was just kind of whacking it around, having fun with it. And then probably after my sophomore year of college was when I realized, okay, maybe I have a shot at doing this. Um, It's something I thought about for years and dreamed about doing. But sophomore year was when I realized that I might have a shot at actually doing it. Now, is golf a family game? You mentioned your dad. Does others in your family play? So my dad plays. My sister plays. My mom has clubs. Um, but she just kind of likes to walk around and watch us. Um, she said she gets a little frustrated with golf. So um, she just comes to support and hang out with us. I can sympathize with her. I, I understand that <laughs> feeling. Once again, yeah. we're talking with professional golfer Taylor Totlin on the BTG phone line. We're a faith-based program, so if you don't mind, I'd like to ask you about your faith. I would imagine that for a professional, many hours go into traveling, training, competing, and such. How does faith play a role in your career? And is it difficult finding time for spiritual endeavors when training so much for this tour and hopefully the next? Yeah, so I mean, we basically live on the road. Um, we're traveling all the time, practicing all the time. So it's really important to stay grounded out here. And you know, my faith helps me do so. Um, I'm fortunate that we have a semester small group that we meet every week. And right now we're studying Galatians and so I just kind of have that every week because it's hard to, you know, find a church to go to. Um, but it's really easy to kind of get caught up in golf and putting your identity in golf and how you're playing and everything. But out here, it's been important for me to help realize that my identity is in Christ. It's not in what I shoot or how I play. Um, so kind of having that mindset helps me. But also having these great girls pour into each other every single week during small groups. 
really mm. helps. Mm. Would you mind sharing with us how your faith first became real to you? How old were you, in fact, when you began focusing on your faith seriously? So I grew up in a Catholic household. Um, you know, baptized when I was a little baby, and everyone around me was Catholic. I grew up in a Catholic school system. So it just kind of, I didn't know any different. But once I got the sermon, that was the first time I was exposed to different faiths and meeting people with different faiths. And I was like, oh, wow. So I really began to look into mine and look into other religions. And my coach at school, a very godly lady, um, so I was really fortunate to be coached by her. She mentioned to me this church called New Spring. And she's like, gee, it's like a rock and roll church. You'd really mm -hmm. like it. I'm like, all right. So I went with my teammates, um, you know, everyone that's believers on the team. And it was just really neat. And so from there, the message was super relatable and it kind of opened my eyes and I became, I began to dig deeper into my own faith and study more and learn about it. And, you know, I continued to go to the rock and roll church, as she called it. Um, so probably in college was when I really owned it and made it my own. Um, it's been great. I loved it. We like to give our listeners an opportunity to pray for our guests. So let me ask you, is, is there something that we can pray about for you? I uh, just kind of keeping my head straight out here. Um, you know, it's a long season. So just kind of continue to stay grounded and take it a day at a time. Family, you know, I always have family on my mind. So probably those two things. Taylor, I want to thank you for joining us. I wish you all the best and hope you enjoy your time here in Rochester. Yeah, thank you very much. I look forward to coming back. That's Taylor Totland. She's part of the Symmetra Tour, which stops here in Rochester next weekend. Taylor will be competing at the Danielle Downey Credit Union Classic at the Brooklyn Country Club July 18th through the 21st. When we come back, you like that and maybe even one more thing. Along with Zach Marletta, I'm Rick Benson. This is the Beyond the Game program. Hey everybody, it's Benson. You probably know that Beyond the Game is a different kind of sports talk radio program. Sports conversation and Bible verses mixed together? Why would anybody do that? Here's why. Because the message of Jesus Christ is so important that we use sports to appeal to sports fans. Trying to be, as Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, all things to all men that I might by all means save some. You see, all of us are sinners. And because we are, we can't get to heaven on our own merit. The Bible says in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But it also tells us that God loves us. So much so that he sent his son who was the only one who never sinned. And though he did not need to die, willingly did so on the cross as a sacrifice to pay the debt of all our sin. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Why? Because God wants us all to be saved from an eternity in hell. 1 Timothy 2.4 says he desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. But the good news is Jesus didn't stay in the grave. Instead, he rose again, defeating death and making it possible for us to go to heaven as a result of his righteousness. You see, that's the grace of God we want to tell you about. Sports Talk Radio allows us to bring that message of the forgiveness of sins to sports fans all around the world. Forgiveness of sins is available to all people everywhere. 
1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Bible says that anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. I hope you'd pray to God. I hope you'd confess to him that you know yourself to be a sinner. And tell him that you know and believe that Jesus died on the cross for you. And begin a new way of life turning from sin and seeking after God. If you want to know more about what it means to be a Christian, you can visit our website, btgprogram.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Do you know a high school athlete looking for a D2 college? Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts Wesleyan College. We're proud to be a serious athletic school with great opportunities for serious athletes. In fact, we have the only Division II athletic program in the area. Our many varsity programs range from basketball, tennis, and cross country to track and field, golf, volleyball, and soccer. Tell the young athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. It took me a long time to be able to say Chandler has cancer because that is such a scary word. When St. Jude finds something that works well with a certain cancer, they share that with everybody. And knowing that we don't have to pay for all of the medical expenses, that's huge. We just have to worry about helping Chandler, and he's just my heart. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Welcome back into the program. We thank you for joining us. I'm Rick Benson. He's Zach Barletta, btgprogram.com or at btgprogram. Psalm 3312 says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. I am saddened by the seemingly increasing amount of disrespect shown from within toward this great nation of ours and toward its flag. Sure, I believe in free speech, but I also believe in standing up for our nation. Even though there are things you maybe disagree with, I'm sure we all have things we don't like, but we still show respect for a country which grants us the very freedom to express what it is that troubles us. By now, you've seen the disturbing video of the U.S. women's national team players celebrating their terrific victory and in the process dropping old glory to the ground. And while I don't think it was an innocent mistake, I will give them the benefit of the doubt and acknowledge that perhaps they were caught up in the moment and executed poor judgment, or at least at the very minimum, weren't necessarily paying attention. But what I do like is teammate Kelly O'Hara, Clearly not so caught up in the moment that she was unaware of flag etiquette. She swooped in quickly and retrieved the stars and stripes from off the ground. I'm not using this moment to criticize anyone or pretend that I'm all that familiar with Miss O'Hara or have been a fan of hers for many years. I'm just an American who was proud to see another American step up and make her nation proud. I'm not sure how conversations with teammates went afterwards. I'm guessing it may have gotten awkward for a moment or two. The quick-thinking and quick-acting flag etiquette of U.S. Women's National Team member Kelly O'Hara is what I like this week. What I liked this week was a nice gesture from a young Texas Rangers fan. A little leaguer named Brooks was excited to meet Rangers outfielder Shinsu Chu. Chu came over to meet Brooks and signed a jersey for him. 
and Brooks then produced a gift of his own. He'd brought a baseball card of himself from his Little League team, which he had autographed and gave it to Chu, who was moved by Brooks's gift. And the uh, Rangers TV broadcast actually showed video of it. It was pretty cool. So a kid named Brooks giving Shinsu Chu an autographed card of himself is what I liked this week. I wish I thought of that when I was a kid. One of the great sports stories so far in 2019 has been the surprising performance by a young American tennis player at this year's Wimbledon Championships. Heading into the event, most people had never heard of 15-year-old tennis prodigy Corey Goff, who goes by the nickname Coco. But all that changed after she defeated five-time champion Venus Williams in the first round, someone she admired as a kid. What am I saying? Coco still is a kid. She would eventually lose at the All-England Club to Romanian Simona Halep, but Goff had already become the youngest player to ever qualify for the main draw. In addition to her solid play at Wimbledon, especially for her age, it is also her energy as well as her poise in handling all the pressure and attention that makes Coco stand out. But there is one more thing. Following her win over Williams after the match when the players met at the net, she thanked Williams for all she had done for the sport. She told the New York Times, she's been an inspiration for many people. I was really just telling her thank you. I met her before, but I didn't really have the guts to say anything. But then she returned to her chair and knelt down for a brief prayer. I was just thanking God for this opportunity, she said after. Prayer is a part of Coco's game. She says before every match since I was eight, my dad and I say a prayer together. We don't really pray about victory, just that me and my opponent stay safe. What you may not know is that prior to Wimbledon, Coco actually had no plans to be there. She had received a call from the organizers at Wimbledon, offering her a wild card in the tournament, and this despite her being only ranked 313th in the world. Of course, she adjusted her calendar, caught a flight, and won her qualifying matches. If you ask me, God honored her faithfulness and her dedication to prayer. Now here she was on one of sport's biggest stages, having become a worldwide sensation with her victory over Williams. And now, as an example to all, remained steadfast in her dedication to prayer. She didn't suddenly forget because she was about to play the biggest match of her career against Williams. Coco called it her dream draw. Even in victory, she was humble enough to bow in prayer. Coco has made prayer part of her game. She unselfishly prays for her opponents as well as for her own safety. This 15-year-old tennis player served me with a great reminder, and I hope you as well. Regardless of the distractions around us, the successes, as well as the defeats, don't neglect your spiritual disciplines. The power of prayer is too important to our walks of faith to let the busyness of life interfere. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. That's it for this week. I want to thank you for being with us here on the Beyond the Game program. Please keep in mind that this radio program is only on the air thanks to the generous support of our listeners. It's your prayers and financial gifts that provide for the Beyond the Game program. Would you be willing to pray and ask God about becoming a supporter of this radio ministry? And if you do feel led to give a financial gift of any amount, please visit our website, btgprogram.com. For Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. Lord willing, we'll be back together again next week right here at the same time. Be bold and be great this week, everybody. 